Beast High. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm tired. I mean Tyler. Same. <laughs> We're the Amateur Nerds, here to talk today about Minute 37 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 37 starts out with Dar- Miss Darbus walking to center stage and ends with Troy and Gabriella leaving the truck. Thank you for calling her Miss Darbus, being respectful, right? Darbs. Not the Darbus or just Darbus, right? Darby. Darby. Darby D. I don't know. Now I'm thinking about Mr. Darcy. Ooh. Do they call, but they call him like Darcy at they certain They call points, him Darcy, right? yeah. Anyway. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Never a bad time to think about Darcy. I'm a teacher and like some teachers get just get called by their last name and it's like it it like makes sense and it it feels not disrespectful. But then some teachers, it just doesn't work for. I think it depends on the last name, how well it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about what Miss Darbus is doing here. So in case y'all forgot, I we've been sort I of forgot. in the, the messiest part of any high school musical movie which again are not historically clean no (laughs) so chad and troy stole donnie and yorts what's his real name jimmy zara jimmy zara the opposite troy they they stole the two freshmen's clothes and ran around the building getting chased by them all the way to the auditorium where ryan was holding choreography rehearsal and now jimmy and donnie are on the stage all embarrassed and donnie is trying so hard to keep it cool (laughs) miss darbus is coming in to address the situation as the adult yeah which she doesn't do a great job of i mean no she doesn't blame troy and chad she gives instead uh, your and donnie detention I'm, I, I literally wrote in my notes, what is happening? Because nothing, that, none of the, the course of this minute makes sense. See, what got me in this is we've seen Darbus dole out attentions much more aggressively than this. And she's, she's circling them and is like, we want everyone here at East High to have the courage to discover themselves. But you should discover yourselves while clothed. And she says, like, whilst clothed. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm not as fancy as Darbus. Yeah, get on her level, Condra. <sighs> I could never. But it's like, okay, she recognizes they're in an uncomfortable situation, and it's not like... Does she, though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's she drawing says, attention to them. She says the them. phrase... Bold choice, which implies that they chose to be there, which they didn't. I mean, we we griped about how Jimmy and Donnie shouldn't have chased them. But like, that wasn't like a choice that they made. That was just them not thinking. Yeah. I think, though, Darbus putting it in. If she's not going to blame Troy and Chad which should be the course of action she's doing cuz clearly they were the instigators like that was obvious the way they came into the the theater. 
What's confusing to me is wait, when she says, well, well, thank you for joining us in the spring musicale and in the drama club. You can you can start by paint, painting, like helping the stage crew paint in detention, which makes it unclear. Like, does the stage crew have detention? Like, is Chad the stage crew? So is she talking to Chad? No, because if we think back to the first movie, when Troy and yeah. Chad got detention, they were just told they have to attend drama club. Like it was a required attendance where everyone else, it was optional. They were required to be there. She walks over to Chad and Troy when she's saying the detention thing. So it like the staging and the blocking, like make it seem like she almost might be addressing them in that part of the conversation. But the way it's led up with the, welcome to drama club, you'll be doing this kind of thing. That all gives the vibes of it. I was almost interpreting that it was like both. Like you had detention and the people who caused it have detention. Like have fun all being in detention together. I don't care who started it. I'm ending it. Yeah. I don't remember if we see Troy and Chad working on sets or not. So I can't really contribute to that part of the conversation. But you you can always contribute, Condra. I feel like every sentence I'm giving is half formed right now, so I don't know about that. But <laughs> well, if I stopped interrupting you, it'd be easier. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I I'm well, we, very... we I, didn't talk about yorts. Um, Hi. Hi. When Miss Darvis walked yeah, up to him. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. Like, Donnie looks uncomfortable. Like, he's grabbing his neck and squirming a little. But he also, like, doesn't look so embarrassed that he's just, like, ready to faint or bolt again. <laughs> would be but, wild if someone fainted. I know. It's not like Sharpay hasn't already done it this movie. Oh, yeah. Anyway... I, I'm disappointed in Kelsey for laughing along. We get a shot of Kelsey and Sharpay at the piano. Even and Ryan's we see, holding like, back a chuckle, though. Yeah, Ryan and Martha are, yeah. It, it, it's I mean, interesting. It's like, a funny sit. Like, imagine you're in high school and these two oh, kids. Oh, yeah. Like, it makes sense that they're laughing. I think, I think the students who are trying to hold in the laughter are the bigger people the, the the more yeah the slightly bigger people the more realistic troy's not even trying to hold in the laughter he's literally laughing out loud lulls for a good time um he's not rolling on the floor laughing but he's pretty Dang. close have you ever rolled on the floor laughing um yes actually when i was the lying floor? on i was lying on the floor already Lying on the floor, lying on the floor, I come undone. This isn't a Weezer podcast. No. <laughs> if only Zach was here. Um, Later on this season. I think I've I think I've like rolled on a bed laughing. I feel like I've rolled on the floor laughing, but I couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you when. But you you can picture the time when you rolled on the floor. Yeah, it was in college. I lied on the floor a lot in college. <laughs> you lied a lot in college on the floor? <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, lie, lay, uh, word, puns. I have this I have this thing in my brain where because I exclusively listen to comedy podcasts where the entire conceit is, what silly words can we string together and make sort of goofy little sayings that I <laughs> any anything that's like close to something, I, I try to turn into something and it's it's not really necessary, but kind of just what I what I what I am. It's who it's who I be. This is real. This is me. Yes. It me. I'm that. Wow. Way to bring that phrase back. Anyway. I don't. It's just like. (laughs) It's such a weird moment. It's not this magic moment. It's. (laughs) It's this cursed moment. With the with the Shakespeare accent over the E.D. So, you know, to to put a syllable on cursed. I thought you just said something about interrupting me. Well, you were yawning. <laughs> I yawned after you interrupted me. I'm sorry. I can't read social cues tonight. <laughs> we have energy again tonight, and it's the wrong kind of energy. <laughs> Anyways. I think what's getting me is like Darvis is trying to be kinder. Like she's had some growth by being affected by all these youth in some way, shape. Like she's not as blunt as she was in the first movie. Like if you watch what I've been looking for, she's got like one nice letdown, but that's about it. Like the rest of them, she's pretty rude. At least here, she's not like screaming or like really putting them down like how dare you or anything like that she's like she's still doing it in her darbest way of like how bold you must have courage to be discovering yourself like that kind of stuff but at the same time it's still there's a little bit of bite to it but it's not as intense as it once was quick question and then i and then i i will respond you you were referring back to like a scene in a previous movie and you said there was like a song, what I've been looking for. I'm not I'm not sure what song that is. It's hard to believe that I couldn't sneeze. Oh, that song. <laughs> oh, guys. Uh, the audition scene. at home. <laughs> Could someone replace Tyler or replace me? <laughs> Could AI do the podcast? Can we, just, can we hook that up? No, we like being here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I I hear what you're saying. I don't like I don't see it as growth for Miss Darbus because this is a time when it would be appropriate for her to be like, "Okay, everybody shut up. Do what I'm do what I tell you to do. You fix this problem or else you all have detention." Like Yeah, but also she recognizes that she's with a group of seniors who just don't care anymore. And some teachers do change their attitude a little when they're dealing with seniors. I I remember back when I was a senior and experiencing classes with seniors. Like, there's a little of like, yeah, guys, I get you're done and everything makes you laugh right now. Yes, I, I get it's just so beyond the pale of like any reasonable behavior. Like the whole scene is. 
like someone to be running down the hallway wrapped in a towel. Donnie still appears to be slightly damp. <laughs> it's like so so now Donnie and Yort are in the musical because they, they happen to come to the room. Everyone who walks into the room, Miss Darvis is like, no. oh, you've signed up for the musical now? No, she's saying their detention will be served by servicing the drama club. In the same way in Harry Potter, Harry had to write fan mail and Ron had to sh- like shine trophies. Like That's their assignment for, for detention. For Gilderoy Lockhart? Yeah. Good pull. I thought you were just going to talk about the first one when they when they walked in the woods with Hagrid. No. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. What a guy. I know. And then... The scene just ends? The scene just ends. Like, yeah, it's a weird abrupt... Like, Ryan tries to rein it back in. Like, okay, guys, we were actually doing something. Jason, come up here and help me. <laughs> Take I it love. from the top. Take it from the top. And then he said... Just Jason, which is, I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you do. This is like classic teacher move. Like the student that's going to, that's either struggling or like, or struggling to focus or causing a distraction. You say, all right, come up. You're going to be my special helper. Yep. And that responsibility causes them to rise to the occasion. Or they care even less. (laughs) So I hope... I hope Jason being the special helper, I mean, it might just be like, okay, you're going to stand at the front and look at what everybody else is doing and do that yourself. (laughs) I could see that. Like, if you want them to be a model, like, okay, maybe if you're standing closer to the, the direction or you're observing someone who's doing it correctly, like, that might be an aid to... I know sometimes it's like just a matter of, okay, you need to actually be standing right next to me and watching what my hands are doing or you will not be able to tie this knot on your own. (laughs) Tying shoes is what is the equivalent? Dog dog toys. It's fine. (laughs) I teach Uh, a lot of knot like braiding and knotting kind of stuff. So for the listener at home, I'm nodding. But the but not, the other kind, not that kind of not a not not. And I'm I'm nodding. Condor's talking about notting with a K. Notting, not that nodding. Nottingham. Honestly, in the Winnie the Pooh movie, the newer one from like 2008, 2010, whenever that came out, the one with Zoe the- Deschanel in it. Sure. Like the animated one, not the movie Christopher Robin with Ewan McGregor. Correct. There's a joke where a lot of the Hundred Acre Wood friends are at the bottom of a hole and Piglet has is at the top of the hole. Oh, they're talking about knots. knots, Yeah. That scene is so I cannot not. Yeah. So you can't not. (laughs) Yeah. I can't. I mean, that's the sort of like like That's what we're trying to do here and it's not working. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's a non—it's a non-visual medium. That's that's why I was doing it because I knew it would be—I knew it would be funny that it wasn't funny. <laughs> and I—I I, I like it when like a kids thing like the Winnie the Pooh will be like, you know what? We're just gonna do a bit because yeah. usually it's like character based, 
But then if, when you have characters doing a bit, it's like it's it's double. It's not a hat on a hat. It's just fun. Speaking of a hat on a hat, do you see Ryan's pants? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's almost got like tights on like they're like they're like patterned. They're they're like floral patterned or like there's they're like base black, but then they've got these like big white sections on them. I wasn't able to like get a I I don't know how to describe these things. All right. I'm trying to pull it up. I had to close the other high school musical movie. It, al- it almost matches his hat too, which is interesting. <gasps> like Ooh. his shirt, his he's got like a regular a pretty plain looking shirt vest thing going, but then the pants and the hat are all over the place. <laughs> They're almost like a flower. I get I definitely get floral, but like a splatter impressionist floral almost. Yeah. And and Martha's rocking some cool red plaid pants. And Zeke has got plaid too. Wow, so much plaid. I applaud their plaid. And Jason's trying his best. <laughs> so the scene cuts to Troy's tr- truck, Troy's troublesome truck, trekking up to the sidewalk. Yeah. And it it, it barely makes it. And Troy yeah. claims it's the fuel pump. And then blames now, Gabriella for the lack <laughs> of repairs in his trucks, which. Yeah, he, he says, if my if I if my truck breaks down because I'm spending all my free time on stage, I'm blaming it all on you. Which Which is not great banter that they do like, yeah, par for the course. But it is very silly. And I I wrote down in my notes, if you need to spend all your free time fixing it, get a new truck. Yeah, honestly, like if you've had to replace every part in the car, at what point is it still (laughs) is it still the original (laughs) car? Is it even Troy's truck anymore? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> the true Argo question. <laughs> Honestly, we I should love, just leave it I on lo- that. I love, they continue I love the references to thought experiments. So I know you were thinking of the yeah, the the Jason and the Ar- Argo. I I just the I usually go with my grandfather's axe, right? I got my grandfather's oh. axe, I replaced the handle, I replaced the blade. Is it still my grandfather's axe? And I, I think that like breaks it down into a simpler concept, like, yeah, because it's like the possession and the like the sentimental value as opposed to like, is the ship still a ship? I think the difference between like my grandfather's axe and the Argo is more like what's in a name kind of thing. Like, uh, I think the the grandfather's axe and. I can't believe you you goaded me into this thought experiment. Um, (laughs) But it is a goaded thought experiment. Wow. More wordplay. (laughs) Should I just stop and let people wonder what I was going to say? I think with something like an axe, which is a much more simplistic concept, as well as like the materials where like something like a boat, a named boat, a boat with a story, like what I see with the Argo, like during its use historically, 
like, or mythologically, there were pieces replaced while it was in active use. But it was still maintained the name. I think you see that in modern ships too, like, like the Monitor, for example, or the, um, the submarine near our house. There's been extensive work on those ships to preserve them. At what point is function and the name more important? Like, when does its past become more important than its purpose? It's like laminating a paper towel. Like, what happens when it no longer serves its primary function? Like, if a ship is used... I've never heard that one before. You've never heard laminating, laminating a paper, a paper towel? towel? <laughs> That's, no. like, such a thing. For, for like... Like a thing that people actually do or like an example of a thing that would be stupid? Like as a preservation versus utilitarian, like, like what, why, like what happens with a paper towel when you laminate it, it, like it loses its purpose. So. (laughs) I just don't know the original wording of like the thought experiment in the Argo version. It's, I mean, the. I don't know the exact wording, but the just like the juxtaposition, like like over time, all the parts are replaced. Parts are replaced is it still the still original the ship? Yeah. Well, and then the modern example would be like the village people. Yeah. <laughs> you go see the village. Like if you yeah, slowly replace absolutely. every member of the village the people, boys, we talk are about they that still the village the people? We talk well, about they that. still have one member. So like well, yeah, they haven't been fully he replaced. Really perform anymore. <laughs> but and, he's there. Yeah, sitting on stage clapping his hands like he's not serving his original function in the name. So, yeah, I mean, I think the idea of the name versus the function is really what it all comes down to. To some extent, at least for the bigger picture, I think the grandfather's axe is like a different kind of thing, because I would argue. No, I think I think it's the same thing. It's just simpler. Well, I think, well, I no, because I think there's something with, like, legacy, history, the sentimental value of an individual object to an individual person versus a historically significant object. This is where I'm going to go museum study and, like, the cultural importance. I, of- I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not seeing the difference between the ship and the axe. Like, they have, they both have sentimental value. But. No, that's the thing. Like, the axe relies, the crux of it is sentimental value. It's memory for a smaller group of people. Where something like the Argo is got wider cultural impact. This this might be, be where we diverge. I don't see the Argo as a real ship that is, is, is historical. We're I see it as a ab- fable. We're talking about two fictional objects for a thought experiment. Yeah, so to me, they're the same. You're saying that one has historical value but and like, one doesn't. To me, they're both the same. They're both the, an okay, object. Okay, then let's that prevent, use the USS Constitution. The- let's talk about a real, still commissioned naval ship that dates from the 1700s that has been actively used its entire time, which means a good majority, if not all of that ship, is no longer original. 
So it's all in the name. I, I mean, don't, I don't know. People have called it the USS Constitution. I, I was like, the the structure. I think the structure does like if it maintains structure and was never at any point rebuilt, then there's something to it. So maybe the difference is like the complexity of the thing, like an axe because it is two parts is easier to conceptualize as a reconstituted thing. Whereas a ship never actually gets separated fully. It always maintains a sort of central structure, which is why I think, I think the ax is the more interesting version because it's easier to say the ship is still a ship because it was called the ship the whole time. Whereas the ax you could arguably stop calling the axe once it got separate, like once the two parts separated. I'm glad we found something to talk about in this episode because this is really a nothing minute of the movie. <laughs> I think the other issue with the axe that I have is often with smaller sentimental, like personally sentimental objects is there's something engraved, etched, painted, like unless it's a reproduction so, like, they happen to get the same color, there was the same etching. Like, if not, there's no way to know whether this axe comes from, like, there's no known visible story. Which is the fun thing of, like, historians is to figure out, oh, what's the provenance of it? But at the same time, like, at what point does that matter? Yeah, I, I, and that's an interesting point, like, because I think you could argue quite literally, like, if you said, this is George Washington's axe... Um, but his son replaced the handle in 1812 and, um, his son replaced the blade in 1843. So not, none of the parts that were used were actually George Washington's mm -hmm. then, then I think something like that where you're like literally naming it. Yeah. I mean, I think framing it in this, in the terms of like literal history does help contextualize it. And that's where my material culture degrees come into play. See, material I can't girl. use them, people. Grad school <laughs> that didn't believe my library services would ever give any use for my, my museum studies degree. What now? Shout out to the library. Um, did you see that in Troy's truck on the dashboard, he has the Juilliard pamphlet. I did not. To be honest, after getting through that first half of the minute a couple times, I was like, I can't focus on the truck. <laughs> yes, it's there. It's just like a visual cue to be like, he's still thinking about it. Which I like. Like, that's. It's like the birthday card conundrum. Yeah, like maybe Gabriella brought it up on the way or maybe she put it there. Like, oh, wait, do you know the do you know the birthday card conundrum? No. How long do you wait before you just throw away the birthday card? I have a box of all the letters I've received over the last four years, or maybe even more than that now, so I'm not a good example. All right, so but you, that's where you are on the spectrum. Like Some people will be like, okay, I got this birthday card. It doesn't have anything special written on it per se. It just says, happy birthday, love your uncle, and then... I keep it. I, you know, I put it on the mantle for two weeks or a month. And then at a certain point, it's like, well, my birthday was a long time ago. This card isn't going to serve me any purpose in the future. Trash. So, and the, the, so the Juilliard, the Juilliard pamphlet being like, okay, so how long is Troy going to 
keep that tab open in his brain before he's like, well, this isn't something I've thought about enough or this is something that is going to require too much work for me to actually lean into. So that's just. No, no, it's an interesting concept of like, okay, did he put it there? Did Gabriella put it there? Was there conversation about it? Like, how does she feel about this Juilliard stuff? Clearly she's excited that he's like being recognized for his singing because she enjoys doing the musicals with him so much, but Juilliard. You've done that already. Yeah, I know. I, I, I just, the name thing, I can't help. Wow. Well, we did 30 minutes, Condra. What do you say? <laughs> it won't be 30 minutes when it comes out, so. Fumes was what we got. Much like Troy's car. <laughs> <laughs> Running on empty indeed. <laughs> well, until next time. Find us on social media at Amateur Nerds on Instagram. At Wildcat Minute on Tumblr. Is that like the silly version? It's my, it's my cute nickname for Tumblr. Like I used to say the Twitter. You can still say the Twitter. Even though it's not the Twitter. Yeah, true. Now you should call it the X, which would be a better name. Than I just haven't even X. updated my phone's app to say X yet. I still have the Bluebird. Which just bluebird. shows how long I have not got onto our Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. You can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know what your favorite band with no original members is. I think the Temptations are still around. Yeah. Um, four tops. Yeah, maybe it's possible. Yeah. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom we could find at Joe Winslow music.com. He's an original member. He's still in the band <laughs> of himself. Wait, I just saw the temptations not too long ago and there was still one original member. So. But was he an original member or was he like a member that was in the the, the band at some point, but not know. like a founding member? I don't know. I've been Condra. <laughs> I don't know. And I've been Tyler. And we'll see you next time to find out if this if this scene is going to go anywhere. Or if they're just going to they're just throwing Gabrielle or just going to talk about a, a, a truck. You can bet on it. 